It's hard for us as full-grown adults to navigate all the changes and emotions related to COVID. I really can't imagine being a kid going through it. I've been researching strategies and ideas for how we can best support our kids during this time. And that's what this podcast is all about. My top 30 tips for helping your kids navigate COVID in the best way possible. To be honest, for our kids, I'm more worried about the mental health effects of COVID than the actual virus for them. I think it's so important to slow down and take time to listen to them, create new fun family traditions, to get outside and adventure, to celebrate little things, and rather than canceling everything, modify it in a way that you're comfortable with. We're talking about setting a good example because they can't be better than you are. I'm playing music all the time in my house rather than having the news on, and we're doing the holidays big this year, so it doesn't feel like we're missing everything. It's just different and awesome. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. What a year. 2020, going through all the changes of COVID, if we would have known in March what November and December would look like, I feel like we wouldn't have even believed it. It's definitely a year unlike any other year, and I know that All of us have had ups and downs and challenges and times when we felt positive and times when we felt negative, times when we felt empowered and defeated, all the emotions, all the thoughts, so many things. I feel like it's been such a heavy year, lots of changes, lots of sadness. And I wanted to focus this podcast episode on helping our kids how to help our kids navigate through this time that, to be honest, it's hard for us as adults to know how to navigate it. So, you know, my goal with most of these podcast episodes is something that I think it's worth hitting pause on life to focus on one thing. And if you have kids, I think that one of the most important things we should be focusing on right now is helping them navigate this time and pausing on life so that we're intentional about how we're going to do it rather than just navigating the day as it comes, but thinking about it ahead of time so that we can really support them in the best way possible. I did lots of research. I asked questions on Instagram, which I got so much great feedback. Thank you. If you were one of the people that sent me a great message with your best tips and I read books and listened to podcasts and I kind of gathered my 30 best tips for helping our kids navigate COVID. And really, to be honest, a lot of this is very similar to, I think, the best strategies for us as adults to navigate COVID. But today we're focusing on supporting our kids and how we can help them maintain a happy lifestyle and be in a good mental health position. Like I said in the intro, I'm more worried about the mental health effects uh, mental health effects of covid and all the changes this year and school or lack of school and lack of time with friends and socializing and just all the changes that they've gone through because the virus does not seem to affect kids that much and 
Um, you know, as far as the virus goes, it's not super scary for most kids, but I think the mental effects and the changes are super scary. So it's our job as parents and people who love them or other kids in your family or in your life or your friends' kids to support them in the best way possible. Make a plan and really show up and be there. Slow down and listen to them. We're getting in, into all the all the tips today. First thing, getting right into it, I think we need to give everybody some grace, be flexible, and be patient. I, I'm sure, like, like most of you, I feel like I have less time now than ever. My kids have been home a lot more. I'm trying to navigate work and home life and all the different things, and it's a lot. And sometimes it's hard for me to sit down with them, especially if it's in the middle of the day or the afternoon, and just listen to them or just sit down or actually just like chill with them so then – they, you know, kind of warm up and feel like talking depending on the ages and stages of your kids. It can't always be like, how was your day? What's going on? Why are you sad? Sometimes it has to be the sit down, hang out, chill out, do other things. And then they warm up and talk about what's bothering them or what the good and the bad and all that. So I think that we need to, you know, I'm all about being productive and efficient, but I think in this case, we need to be patient and we need to realize there's no better way we could be spending our time than sitting down, mellowing out, um, slowing down, and just taking time to listen to them because I think communication is key. Another tip I found to be really helpful is FaceTime and Zooms, family and friends. And the best part is if you're busy and you have things to do, it's almost like setting up a virtual babysitter and set up a time or just call family that way. You know, but we're so busy and and with so much going on with COVID, a lot of times we're just like, just, I can only manage today. I can't even see in the future. Think about, have they seen, who have they not seen that they would normally see? Set up FaceTimes and Zooms. It's not as good as in person, but they're seeing those people. They're communicating with their friends and their family. And for me, that's been a real game changer because they still get the joy from seeing those people they would normally be seeing. I got a lot of messages saying, have a good set routine and plan downtime. I really love this, especially if your kids are home from school. I think it's good to have a set routine so that we know what we're going to get to. There's a start time and an end time to the work and the homework, and they have downtime. Not every minute is packed. I had some messages that said give them grace with screen screen time and give them a little more so they can mellow out and decompress in the way that they want to. And then I had other people who said limiting screen time has been better for them because it gives their kids more time to have freedom and to be creative and to read and to disconnect. I totally see both ways. My two girls, I mean really all three of my kids would love to have TV and iPad time all the time. I know other friends of mine would say like their kids will watch for 15 minutes and then they're not interested anymore. So I think it just depends on your kids. For my kids, I definitely have to limit it because that's what they would do all day, every day, to be honest. So, you know, it just depends on the day and and how much they've been doing otherwise. But I do think there's something to be said about if they're playing those games with friends I give them more screen time. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of in the camp of allowing them more screen time than normal just because if they can't have playdates with their friends, then I'm cool with them having playdates on their phones. I'm not sure if your kids do the same thing where they'll kind of like FaceTime a friend and then go and get in the same game and play the same game. So they're laughing and they're playing. So 
I've done more of that, more screen time, just because it's been like a virtual play date. So if your kids aren't doing that, even if they're young, you can even do like a Zoom or a FaceTime on a computer and then they can play either a video game or play the same game. I know for my little guy, when I did one of these, I bought a little um, toy kit, just an inexpensive, you know, kind of $11. um, It was like a kind of a cool little train kit. And I sent one to his friend. And so when they Zoomed, they both opened it and they both got to play with the same set. You could do the same thing with the craft set or, you know, like necklace making or bracelet making for girls. And you can get creative with it and and just drop off something to a friend and then they could open it and play. And listen, they could play for two hours on Zoom. And I think it'll really make them feel happy and fulfilled. Next up, be open and honest through all the things. And I think that, of course, make it age appropriate. Don't don't tell them anything they don't need to know. But through the school closings and the changes, I think it's so important to be honest with them, but also keep it limited. In my house, we are not playing the news all the time. If I want to talk to my husband about it or talk to a friend on the phone, I'm not talking about it in front of them. So I think that's the key. Be honest, but also shelter them from the stuff they don't need to know so that they're not walking around worried about things that they can't control. And really, they probably don't even understand depending on their age. Another great tip I got is have quarantine friends. So make a small pod. Or if they're in school, they probably naturally already have a small pod. So you probably will feel comfortable maybe doing an outside play date on the weekends with one or two people from their pod already at school or make a pod in your neighborhood, people that you feel comfortable having them play together. Now we all have different opinions of COVID and we all live in different places where it could be more extreme or the cases could be, you know, higher or lower at certain times. But I think that if they can get some real time with their friends, there is such value in that. Tip number six, listen to them and let them feel the feelings. I am all about letting them feel it, not trying to fix it. So our instinct is like if our kid, think about pre-COVID and your kid comes home crying and something upset them on the playground, someone was rude and the game was unfair. Our instinct is like, you know, mama bear, papa bear, like I'm going to fix it. I want to, you know, talk to that kid. I want to talk to the parents. I want to talk to the teacher. And a lot of times it's better just to let them feel the feelings, not always try to meddle and not always try to fix it. Or sometimes our kids will come to us sad and we'll say, you know what? Let's just get ice cream. That would that sock. That's that's you know what I was gonna say crappy, but that's you know not great. That's not fair. Forget that. Let's go get ice cream. And I just think that allowing them to actually feel the feelings is so valuable, rather than just trying to fix it. And we all have good intentions. Our instinct is to try to fix it. But I think, especially now, we need to sit and let them just talk, ask them questions, make it okay, make it a safe space. Don't try to fix it instantly, but let them feel the feelings. Tip number seven, self-care for kids. Now, this may sound crazy, but during COVID, I have done little self-care things for my kids, and I think it has made a world of difference. I've done, you know, depending on what's open and what we feel comfortable with, Um, I've had my kids do like mini 15 minute massages. I have a great massage girl that comes to the house. It's really reasonable. She's super sweet. She wears a mask. We do it in a big open space. 
Um, and then I've had them do the same thing, getting their nails done and also getting mini facials. Now I'm sure to some people this may come across as, I don't know, bougie or unrelatable, but that is in no way my intention. In fact, it's a lot less expensive than a lot of other things we do. I just have them do mini versions, like a 15 or 20 minute facial or a massage or nails. And I'm telling you, it allows them to decompress like it does for us adults and, um, feel special, feel pretty, just have a moment. We're, we're spending less money on the things. We're not going to Disneyland. We're not going on big vacations. We're not going out to big dinners. So I feel comfortable doing things that are calming and relaxing and allow for a reset and also something for them to look forward to because I think that's really valuable. Number eight, little celebrations. I love celebrating things. We celebrate the um, in January. January 28th is our house anniversary. It's the day we moved in. So we celebrate that. We celebrate everybody's half birthday. Or we'll celebrate accomplishments in school or in activities. I think if you just keep your your mind open to what little things you could celebrate, you'll realize there's lots of little celebrations you can do. And it doesn't have to be a lot of money, a lot of effort. It could just be a special dinner, a special, you know, themed dinner. Maybe you just say, hey, it's Taco Tuesday. We're having um, taco night, which you're going to make dinner anyways. And then we're going to have party hats and a pinata, right? Super fun themed, something to look forward to. And it's just a fun little celebration. Number nine, New traditions like Sunday night family movies or, like I said, Taco Tuesday or game night. Just little fun traditions that you could do. And you don't have to keep it up forever. For traditions, I'm good with like try out a new tradition. If it works, keep it. If you want to move on to something else, do that. Maybe you do Pictionary. Maybe you do games. Maybe someone every Friday night, someone picks the movie or the activity, just any little family tradition that you can do just so the days seem different. And again, something to look forward to. Number 10, try to keep positive and don't make COVID a huge deal in your house. Now, this might be easier said than done, but I got a lot of responses when I asked this question on Instagram about saying, listen, it's only a huge deal to them if you make it a huge deal. So try to keep it positive and don't make it this huge deal and something that they need to be fearful of. Number 11, I'm moving quickly through these because I have 30 tips and I think they're all equally valuable and I'm excited about them. So we're jamming. Number 11, use this time to work on life lessons like laundry and sending mail and making smoothies and make it fun. For my kids, I do a dollar a chore. So, or if it's something small, it'll be a couple things like get the mail and then bring in the packages and then something else and it's a dollar a chore. So that way they get used to doing it. And sometimes I just do it. Listen, we come home with groceries, everybody unloads the groceries. But just taking that time to work on life lessons, I think is good. And it's probably not the most fun thing on the list for kids, but I think you can make it fun and you can incentivize them. And then it's a great thing to teach them these things anyways. Number 12, don't cancel everything, modify it instead. I think that if we have this attitude of like, it's the year of nothing, it's the year of everything being canceled, and we say it like that, that's what our kids are going to think. I just think everything's modified. 
So in our house for the holidays, I usually decorate, but this year I'm really decorating. Like I'm just decorating a lot more because a lot of our traditions we can't do. Every year we go to Pelican Hill and we do their awesome gingerbread house decorating with the chef and it's so fun. And we go to tree lightings and all those things are not happening. So rather than even talking about those things not happening, I'm talking about the new things we're going to do. We're going to do our own gingerbread decorating and we're going to decorate the house more. I'm going to put little trees. I usually put little trees in their rooms, but I'm doing more decorations in their room. Again, it doesn't even have to be expensive. It's just a matter of taking the time and getting creative and doing those things. So I really think about modifying what we want to do rather than focusing on everything being canceled. Number 13, don't let them be afraid. Remind them this is temporary and empower them. I think it's so, so, so important. This is temporary. We are going to work through this. We are going to be great. The things that you miss, Disneyland, the vacations, all that is coming back. And I think it's just so important to remind them of that and make them feel empowered rather than make them feel discouraged and defeated and, you know, kind of really, really make them bombed and depressed. Let's focus on this is temporary. You know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. We do hard things and we got this. Number 14, find masks that they like. Seeing kids wear masks, I feel like is one of, you know, the saddest parts of this. I think a lot of us have gotten used to it now, but finding fun masks that they like, I think helps with the mask wearing. Number 15, set a good example. They can't be better than you are. I'm going to do a podcast all about this because this is like my favorite parenting tip. When it becomes overwhelming, like, am I doing a good job as a parent? Am I messing up? Am I messing them up? You know, later on, what are they going to say about my parenting? For me, it releases a lot of the stress just to think, just work on being the best version of you that you can be. And it just kind of, it, it, it takes the load off. It's like, okay, perfect. I'm going to just work on being positive and being patient and being an awesome person. And that in itself, setting that example is great parenting. Same, same as this, they're not going to be any better. If we are walking around a full on COVID stress case, basket case, hot mess, disaster, panic, they can't be any better than that. We're their role models, so we need to get in the right headspace and shake it off and not be like that. Number 16, nightly talks in bed. I love this. I find that that's when kids have wound down and if they have anything they want to talk about, that's the time. So I start bedtime a little bit earlier now and I make time just to, and it's not like it's pressured. Okay, now we're going to talk. It's communication time. It's more like I just will lay with them and tuck them in a little bit, just spend more time. So that way, if they do need me, I'm open and I'm giving them that time and that opportunity to chat about anything that's bothering them. Next up, more reading. In our house, we've started new book series and we're just reading more. To be honest, this is one of the things as a parent that I wish I did more of. I wish I read to them every single day, but all three kids are at different reading levels and we read, but we don't do it every night. I don't do it like I wish I could. I wish I could read 20 minutes with each kid every day at the book and the level that they, but for me, it just doesn't happen. I'm trying. It just doesn't happen, full disclosure, but we have been reading more and I think there's a magic to it. We will light the fire and we'll read a story. 
And I think it's cool. So more reading, I think it's a good time for it. Next up, get creative outside. Riding bikes and parks and adventures and hikes. I just think that getting some fresh air and some vitamin C can often turn a day around. And I think that getting you know creative with where you live and what you can do is a really good thing, whether you live by the beach or where it's nice and cold. Just getting outside and doing different things is just so good. Sometimes it's just hard to stay within your four walls. Um, and the combination of fresh air and, and good sunshine on your skin, I think, can really be a game changer. Next up, give everyone space. It's a lot of together time, especially those first months of full lockdown quarantine. It's a lot of together time. Even your favorite people, you probably don't want to be around 24-7. So give them some space and give them some grace, especially on days that are difficult. Next, don't freak out and make things a big deal. Or if you have to freak out, don't do it in front of them. Because again, they can't be any better than you are. And remaining calm through all of this is really key. And just tell yourself, you can't freak out. But if you have to, just don't do it in front of them. The bigger deal we make this, the more they're going to worry. And we want to keep the worry on us, not on our little people. Next, find afternoon activities that are going on and that are outside and that you feel comfortable with. In our area, there are some different activities that are happening. Most of the the activities that we would do after school are not happening, but I've just had to get creative and go online, ask other moms, and find out what's happening, what, what activities are happening that I feel comfortable with. So spend time researching it and asking other people. That way your kids can still do some things in the afternoons. I think I mentioned this one already, but I play music in the house all the time, not the news. When this whole thing started, I think like most of us, I had the news on because it was changing every day. I mean, especially when it first started, we were like, what is happening? And I I slowly realized it wasn't good for me and it wasn't good for them. I still get the news, so I'm informed, but I'm not having it on in the house in front of them. I have music happening, so it's not dead silent either. It's positive and uplifting, and there's a pulse and an energy in the house, and it's positive, and it's not stressing. Next up, special treats and experiences at home. Now, I really try to limit my kids' sugar intake, but again, we're not going out to the fair and having you know funnel cakes and desserts and ice creams and We're just not going out and doing all those things. So I feel more comfortable at home doing um, banana split night or hot fudge Sunday night, having those special treats and having experiences at home. You know, think about what you would go out to do and just recreate it at home. Again, rather than thinking of everything being canceled, it's just different. Next up, make the holidays a big deal. Decorating crafts and baking We are doing this big in our house because, again, most of the things we would go out to do, we can't do. So we are making the holidays big and grand and fun in our house. We're doing baking. I'm setting up different things. We're just making it bigger and spending more time at home. Again, it doesn't have to be more money, more effort. It doesn't have to be pressure. It's just a matter of like reshifting your focus. Another idea, virtual classes. 
You could do cooking classes or painting classes. I know that uh, my girl Timory does really awesome virtual painting classes. Lots of options for virtual classes if you're looking to keep your kiddos at home and kind of connect and learn something new. Number 26, open communication. We touched on this a little bit, but I wanted to go a little bit further because It's okay to cry and it's okay to feel sad. This is open communication. You're allowed to feel how you feel. And I'm telling you, resist the urge to fix it and give them all the answers, but instead ask them questions. Let them talk to you. Let them navigate the conversation and you listen more. I feel like, again, our instinct as parents is to fix and talk and teach, but I think we can learn so much by just you know, giving them open arms and, you know, rubbing their back, making them feel comfortable with our words and our body language language, and letting them do the talking so we can really hear them. And a lot of times we can adjust what we do as a family and adjust their routine rather than taking over the conversation and trying to solve everything in one conversation. Next up, have something to look forward to or lots of things to look forward to. It could be little things. It could be big things. Tell them what you have planned so that they have things to look forward to. So it doesn't feel like the year of everything being canceled. And when they have bummer days, they have things to look forward to. Let them know, plan it out, and tell them, you know, on Friday when you are done with school, we're doing gingerbread houses or we're going to paint canvases with Christmas trees and we're going to add sequins and glitter so you can make your own trees and it's going to be so much fun. So they have those things to look forward to. Tell them. Next up, focus on what you can do, not what you can do, can't do. I only focus on, okay, how can we pivot? How can we navigate? What can we do? Next up, Be flexible based on what they need and adjust based on what they tell you. These conversations with my kids have been so key because maybe I thought they really needed one thing, but if I just sit back and listen, I realize that oftentimes they needed something else. Maybe they needed more downtime when I thought they needed more outside active sunshine, or maybe they just really need more like, you know, kind of. FaceTime and and video games with their friends just because they feel like they've lost their friends. I think that having an open communication plan is so key. Like you can tell me however you feel. There's no judgment. This is temporary. We're going to work through it and be flexible and adjust. And finally, celebrate. Celebrate everything, even if you can't have a birthday party for them. Don't tell them that we're not having a birthday party. Just do a modified birthday party. Do a scavenger hunt. Think about what they really like and celebrate it for them. Do a cool yard sign. My awesome friend does OC yard greetings if you're in Orange County or decorate their room or even just celebrate other things. Celebrate their progress report and their report card. Celebrate, you know, if they get a good test, a a test grade comes home and normally you'd be like, great job on your test. Maybe you have a surprise little dessert or a surprise make your own Sunday that night. For me, it's just a matter of thinking of what's the next level of those things. Since Disneyland's closed, the movies are closed, lots of things are closed. But how can we still celebrate and have fun and make them smile and laugh and do things differently? Get creative and have little celebrations 
all the time. Same thing. We're celebrating our friends all the time. Even if they're not having parties, we'll go late at night and drop something off at their door the night before their birthday, kind of like ding dong ditch them and run out. So we're celebrating, we're laughing, we're having fun, we're making the most of it. We're focusing on what we can do, not what we can't do. This year has not been easy for any of us. And I think that if we focus on our kids and and just embracing all of it and focusing on the positive, focusing on what that they need, having open conversations, let them navigate the conversations, get creative, spend more time together, spend really great holiday time together. Don't freak out, have music on in the house, not the news. Give them things to look forward to. Give them time with their friends and whatever modified version you can do. All those things, all the things we talked about, I just think will really help your kids thrive during this time and help you bond out more rather than be bummed and, you know, all the all the things that are so different and completely turned upside down in the world. Let's really try to empower them and focus on all the good things. And hopefully this ends sooner than later, and then we can get back to all the other things. But in the meantime, it's our job to keep it positive and be supportive and get creative to really support our little ones and help them navigate COVID in the best way possible. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you got some great tidbits out of this episode. Ping me at Lindsay's Cloud on Instagram. I'd love to know what you thought about this episode and what future episodes you'd like to hear. And of course, if you have any thoughts, if you have any tips on kids navigating COVID for kids, send them my way and I'll be sure to share them on social. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys and I love this community and I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.